11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our special guest today is Mike Azera. Mike, how's it going? Good, good. How you doing? Good. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, let's go back in time a little bit. Uh, how did you first get involved playing soccer? Oh, man, that was a while ago. <laughs> my, dad, my dad used to play as well. Mm-hmm. And they used to take me to school. Because their their field was close to our school, mm-hmm. so as soon as they dropped me off in class, I ran out and I go to the field where my dad was and I chase balls around. So that inspired me a lot, and also my brothers played a lot, so I used to follow them around, and so that helped me to get in soccer at an early age. Yeah, so you were, you were born in uh, Uganda, right? Yeah, I was born and raised in Uganda. And how did you end up coming to the United States? Uh, it was through a friend. Mm-hmm. He recommended me to do some coaches here in, in the U.S. at Winthrop University. And his name is Henry Kalunji. He lives in Charlotte. So he recommended me and they offered me a scholarship. So the coach came to Uganda to watch me play in one of the local teams. So I played there and he offered me a scholarship. Oh, that's awesome. So, how old are you? Yeah. I came here when I was 20. Oh, okay. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, going back into the youth career. So you played uh, like youth soccer in Uganda, right? Yeah, I didn't play youth soccer till I was like after join an academy. Mm-hmm. Until I was like thirteen years old. Before that, we were just playing on the streets, playing in the middle of the road. When the cars come, we stop the cars to pass, and then you play. People used to use rocks to make the goals, and. But that was really fun because it helps you to be creative and think for yourself, you know. And we always knew each other in the neighborhood. That exactly. As soon as we leave school, we come together and play. It didn't matter where. So we used to make our own balls out of plastic bags and, and we played. So that was really fun. Gotcha. Yeah, that's crazy. What was it like just moving from Uganda to United States? Uh, it was good. You know, at the beginning, it was a little bit challenging. Mm-hmm. With the with the different culture, the food, and the language as well. I know English is the official language in my country, but I came and I went to Kentucky. Instead of going to Winthrop University, mm-hmm. I ended up going to Lindsay Wilson's College in Kentucky. So the language was a little bit different. They speak English, but they, the slang, you know, the slang is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, yeah. It was a little bit different. But then in terms of food, you know, because back home we get food from the farm to the plate. And he like we had to get used to some, you know, eating pizza and eating some frozen food and yeah. things like that. So, so 
But besides that, and also just to deal with just different things in life, you know, it wasn't so bad. Yeah, for sure. So you just went straight to the pros in the USL? After I played, yeah, I went and tried out in US in the USL combine, and Charleston Butler picked me up. And to me, all I was looking for is to get my foot in the door. Yeah. I didn't care about the money. You know, I just said I just need to get my foot in the door. And lucky enough, I got a contract with Charleston Butler that were paying me like, let's see, like $1,300. Mm-hmm. So, but I didn't care about it. I was just like, you know, I just want to get my foot in the door to play. And if anything happens, then I'll get a chance. Like my chance will come and I'll be able because it has always been my dream to play at the highest level possible. So that's why I didn't care about the money. I was like, it's really like a step that I need to take right now to be to establish myself in the league and to be seen by other people. So like enough, I got picked up by Chelsea Battery and I played there for two years. And then the coaches there, they knew people in Seattle. So they called them and then they said, we have a, we have a kid here, you could take a look at him. So they called and I went there to try out. Gotcha. Yeah. What was that like? So you played four years in the USL and then Seattle picks you up. What was that feeling like? I, you know, you know, when you sign your first like a really big time pro contract, you know, you're like, I'm playing in the top league in the country. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, it felt like a dream come true for me, you know, because growing up, I always wanted to go to Europe, but, you know, everyone has got a different path. So ending up in New US and, you know, I was truly appreciative and truly thankful for the people that helped me to get there and my hard work. And I was like, you know, this is a dream come true because I'm able to take care of my family and mm-hmm. I'm leave my life that I want to leave. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you definitely uh, bet on yourself and it worked out, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what, what was your MLS debut like? Oh, man, it was... The first game was away. We played in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And it was on a tough field and... Well, a ton of people there. I was like, I didn't even know if I was even going to go in because I started on the bench. Mm-hmm. And I came in and I was like, Dude, this is amazing, you know. It's, I'm really, I have my jersey, I saw my jersey with my name on it, you know. Mm-hmm. The number 42, because that's the number I wore through the entire preseason. I was like, I'm going to keep it. And I felt like it was my lucky number. So I saw my jersey in the locker room at first. I was like, Dude, I'm on the bench. I'm in the <laughs> bench. That was really cool. And then I got in the game and we won the game 2-1. It was really great, you know. It's, but then playing at home in Seattle in front of 50,000 fans, that was different, you know. It's, we're playing Columbus Crew. Man, it was amazing. It was one of the best moments, you know. Yeah. And then uh, was it 15 or 16 that you got traded to uh, the Colorado Rapids? Yeah, 2016, yeah, because they didn't pick my option. Mm-hmm. So I go to the waiver draft and I was like, I was worried, I was scared about it. I was like, what am I going to do? Because mm-hmm. I looked on the list of players, there were almost like 250 players. I'm like, I'm the only guy who's there and who has only been in the league for like two years. I was worried a little bit. I was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to provide for my family? Mm-hmm. You know how this league is, you know, they trade you like that, you know, they say, oh, you won't sign you, you can't pick your option. I was like, man. So it was a little bit scary and it was crazy that that day when I got picked, I was the only player who was picked on that day, and Colorado picked me up to go to twenty to go to Colorado. That mm-hmm. was one of the best things. I was like, man, how does things work out? But you know how how it always comes down to me. I always feel like it always comes down to you, to the way you present yourself in the games and off the field, and people because people always watch. You know, people always watching no matter what. It can be just one game, you know. 
and but people are always watching because if you keep you have like good habits, character, and you show that you care about the team, you play for the team, you know, always people are watching. So if people don't see your value here, then other people will be seeing your value. So I'm glad that Corrado picked me up that year, and I was like, man, this is great, you know, because at first it was scary. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget that. Like sometimes it doesn't. It does. I mean, it matters obviously. But your skill on the field isn't everything. You need to be a good person, too, like a good teammate yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you, I mean, you pretty much became a veteran in Colorado now. I mean, you are I mean, you went, uh, you played in 66 games for them. So I'd definitely say you're yeah. an MLS veteran by now. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, then you get you get traded again to, or, yeah. <laughs> to, to Montreal in 2018. So what's it like just being traded? Like, I know then you have to like pick up and move and um, just like get everything together. Yeah, it's a little bit hard, you know, cause if you look at the other part and other leagues around the world, they don't do like that. You know, you sign a four year contract, you play for four years, or they can loan you, but you still come back. Oh, teams get to buy you. But the thing is, here really, with with options, they can they kind of tough on families if you have to move your kids all over the country, mm-hmm. and they don't give you like a heads up or anything. They just say, "Oh, you're getting get traded." But me moving from Colorado to Montreal, I asked for it. You know, I said I want to leave. Like the environment wasn't great. You know, with mm-hmm. with the new head coach and stuff like that. But so I asked for the GM, I asked the GM to trade me. You know, because I felt like you know. It wasn't good for me around that time. So I was like, hey, can I leave? Can you trade me to a new team? But I had a good time in Colorado, man. We had a good team. We had a great group of guys, man. Because that's something you get to enjoy the most, you know. Mm-hmm. The comrade, you know, the locker room, the group, the people, you know, those are the things which stick with you. So, But we had a good time there. And, but uh, unlike it, had to come to an end. But it's really hard on the families to be traded, man. It's not easy. Yeah, but yeah. I'm glad that I have a very supportive wife. She's, She's like, Michael, if we get traded, that's okay. You know, we we get to enjoy to get to live in a new city, get to meet new people. Yeah. So she's really positive about it and, you know, she helps me to keep, uh, to keep me level-headed, you know, because yeah. I can complain about certain things and she gives me a different perspective, you know. So she's been a good partner for me, you know. Yeah, so, yeah for sure. Yeah, so yeah it's definitely. been great, you know, just to go to different cities. Yeah, you definitely got to think about the positives. Um, what was it like living in Canada versus like living in the U.S.? Yeah, it was a little bit different, man. The culture, the, the language mostly, you know, yeah. they mostly speak French. And the money, too, you know, you, get, you, see, you look at American dollar, you look at yeah. Canadian dollar, like, you're like, this is not the same, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so they were paying me in Canadian money. I was like, no, you need to stop. <laughs> you know, send my money to the, my American account because I don't want to do with the Canadian money. Yeah, but, yeah. So that's pretty crazy. So how does that work? They pay you in Canadian dollars, and you have to convert it. Yeah, yeah. So if you play in Canada, they pay you in Canadian dollars. You know, it's... gotcha. All right. Well, then, yeah. The last summer you got traded again to uh, Chicago Fire. Um, what's it been like in Chicago? Are you there now? You're in Chicago. Yeah, I'm in Chicago. It's a great city, and it's always good to be wanted in the league. Yeah. You know. That's always good because if they want it, they don't want you, no one will pick you up. So it's always great to be wanted in the league. And me coming back to the U.S., that was really good for me. I wanted to come back to the U.S. But yeah. also we had a good time in, in Montreal because there's so many different people there. Like, they're so different there. Like, people from all over the world, like Euro, European people are there, African people are there. So the multicultural, like, you know, the diversity is huge there in Montreal. 
But then coming back to the US, you know, like, man, I don't have to get Canadian money anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best part. But Chicago is a great city, and so far they've made some changes, new coaches, new players. And so we're just trying to enjoy it, enjoy each other as much as we can, besides this pandemic which came through. But, you know, it's been a great city and great people that I've met around here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you played pretty much everywhere in the U.S. now, East Coast, West Coast. <laughs> yeah, that's the big spot. Uh, yeah, so where were you with the team, like, when you heard about the pandemic and, like, um, that the season was going to be postponed? Uh, we were all here in Chicago, you know. Oh. We had just came back from New England. And, and then I said, oh, guys, you can't come in. They have to postpone in the league, you know. It's, that was really crazy, like, really. Mm-hmm. So you're like, maybe it's just going to last a few weeks, but this thing has been going on for some time now. Yeah. And players can't just move around, you know, to go travel, you know, things like that. Because you have, like, international players, you have players who live in different cities, they mm-hmm. just come here to work. So they've been told, everyone is told you, you can't move around like that. But, you know, it's it's been good so far. It's good that, you know, no one is sick yet. So that is always good. Hopefully it's been like that. Now hopefully people can come back and life kind of come back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully soon. Mm-hmm. And going into your international career, uh, what does it mean to you to play for a, the Ugandan national team? Oh, uh, man, that was really, you know, it's, to me, it's, for any soccer player, I feel like it's, it's one of the best things you can do for your country, you know. If you're a soccer player and you represent your country, it's one of the best honors, you know, like, to for any soccer player to get. So, to me, it was really, it was fun, you know, to represent my country, represent my family, and just to be able to meet all these players. Sometimes you see on TV, you know, and Premier League and stuff like that. So it was great for me, you know, and great for my family. Yeah, definitely. I saw you did a little bit of coaching too. Do you still coach? Yeah, I used to coach. I used to coach in, when I was in college. I even used to coach when I was in USL. Uh, but now I just do the... I haven't been able to do that. I'm doing my master's online, then doing with family, and then so forth. So it's been difficult to be able to squeeze that in because that will yeah. take me away from home. But now I just do tournaments back home in Uganda. I do a tournament every year for the kids. And people have been nice. They give me balls. They give me jerseys to give away because there's so much need back there mm-hmm. where we grew up. So it's always it's been a tournament that the kids have been able to enjoy and also to we use it as a way to motivate them, like to create a platform where kids can come express themselves and encourage them to be in school, to tell them, you know, that everything has its time. Because a lot of kids, you know, even nowadays, everywhere they think that things have dropped so far, you know. Mm-hmm. And they always think about money, 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 money. But So we try to teach them, you know, that everyone has its time, you know. Right now you need to focus on school as you train, as you play, and your moment is going to come. Yeah. So we try to use the tournament as a way to motivate and encourage young players back home. Yeah, definitely. What are you getting uh, your master's in? Still in sports, sports management. Okay. Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players? Well, how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one? Now you can with B-Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. Are you ready for the five Quincy questions? Yeah, let's shoot. Let's see what Quincy has for me. <laughs> he said, uh, what's the most important uh, skill that made you successful as a pro player? Hard work and being honest. Right. Hard work. All right, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the biggest mistake you think pro players are making? 
a lot of pro players they like to compare themselves to other people. You know, instead of trying to use this opportunity, if you're not playing, use it as an opportunity to learn from other people. You know, there's a reason why someone else is playing and you're not playing. You know, use it as a way to learn from other people and encourage other people. And also, is also the other mistake we make is people thinking that you know it's soccer. We're going to play soccer for the rest of our lives. You know, because soccer is what we do. Is what it's not who we are. Mm-hmm. Soccer is going to end someday. We also need to prepare for the life after. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think this kind of goes along with. But what what advice would you give to a young player trying to make like a pro league? Mm. I'll tell them, you know, that if you have a dream and if it's your passion to play soccer, keep it. Don't let anyone take it away. And also, work extra hard. Also, watch games. And also, if you know if you know something, teach it to other people. Teach it to your teammates. And and being honest, you know, mm-hmm. hard work. Being honest in what you do. Don't take shortcuts. Yeah, definitely dropping some gems right now. Uh, what do you think that most people think is true that you believe isn't? Mm. That becoming a professional player is easy. All right. And last Quincy question, what is something you would move forward with if you weren't scared of the outcome? Something I would move forward with. I mean, you kind of already, you kind of already did it. Like you moved, you moved from Uganda to the U S and you made the league. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give you a pass on that question because you already, okay. you already, you already, you already did it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, last few we got uh, some fun questions off the pitch. Who, yeah. who would you want to do like a jersey exchange with in the MLS that you haven't done one with? And then who would you want to do one with uh, like in Europe? Yeah, in the league. What's your favorite American food? Mm, I eat a lot of pasta. All right. What do you want to do after your career is over? Mm, I still want, I like investing in kids. I like mm-hmm. being part of that and I like helping them. You know, I want to like help, like coaching them, you know, be a mentor to the kids. And if it means speaking to them or coaching them, you know, you know, be a mentor to them. So that I can do that through coaching mm-hmm. and also just do public speaking as well. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And um, could you let the people know where they can follow you at on social media? Uh, I have the Instagram, mm-hmm. which is 3210. They can follow me on my Instagram. And my Facebook still, I use the same name, Michael Azira. Gotcha. Well, again, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, hopefully MLS season comes back soon, and uh, good luck in all your future endeavors. Thanks, Bo. I appreciate it. Thanks for thinking of me. All right. Have a good one. Quincy Marroquois here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. 
You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today.